Welcome back. This is episode five of The Sexperts. I'm Thomas. And I'm Joseph. And today we have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name is Andrew, a well-versed sexpert. It is so good to have you, Andrew. Man, we were trying to convince Andrew to actually like join us in this podcast. Um, fun little fact. He said he would only join if he got a juicy kiss from Thomas. This is true. Yeah, so uh, to any of you listeners out there, don't worry. It already happened, and uh, it was fantastic. What can I say? It's so good to hear. All right, so today's topic is going to be sex in space. How does it work? What do you think about that, Andrew? Sounds pretty exciting to me. That's all I got to say. Not really sure how that works, but we will explore that some more now. I, I think it's safe to say that not many people have experienced that, right, Joseph? I mean, has anybody? I mean, we know that like NASA and people that go to space can not be in their in their spacesuit 100% of the time. Otherwise, how would they function? But do you think any of them have ever gotten intimate in space? I think so. I mean... If you were locked up with a member of the opposite sex for a couple hundred days at a time, wouldn't it be kind of hard to not to? Oh, I know. That's for sure. That's actually an interesting question that you raised, Joseph. When I used to live in New York City, one time I was getting halal at a halal cart. Do you guys know what those are? I don't. What is that? So it's it's a Middle Eastern food cart where they give you like rice and then you can choose like lamb or chicken and they put a salad on there and they have some sweet sauces that are just, it's some of the most delicious food you'll ever have. And I, and there was one of my favorites that I would go to every Friday and Saturday. And one time I went up to the cart and the dude knew I was religious. He knew I was Christian and that I'm, I, I value abstinence. So, you know, he, he knew that. And I go up to the cart and he's like, so Thomas, are you telling me that if you got locked in a room with a girl and like nobody knew what was going to happen, like you wouldn't try to like make her have sex with you? And I was like, uh, actually, I probably would not do that because that's rape and that's not good. <laughs> wow. Some men, you know, it's those it's those food stands. They just go they just go crazy, man. I mean, they do have to sit there all day, every day, heat or cold, serving food to people like me. True, they do gotta gotta find some conversation. Now, here's the question, Thomas and Andrew. Where would the juices go? Because sex is not that clean. And there's only so much that a condom can catch. So in space, would they just float around? I think they would. Uh, have you guys seen those videos where they uh, use the, the plunger and you know get some water in, into the air in the space station and they kind of bounce it around and eat it and everything like that? I, I think, have. I think you'd see the little little blobs of, you know, bodily fluids and lube just kind of dancing around the the air inside the space station. Now, do you think that's gross or do you think that's mildly attractive, Andrew? Um, in the moment, it might appear attractive to the women or something like that. But I to mean, afterwards, woman. it'd be kind of weird to, to clean up. So it would not you're saying it wouldn't be attractive to you. Well, I mean, if it was my bodily fluids, then no. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. I feel like, but if you're wearing a condom, 
feel like most of the bodily bodily fluids would actually be coming from the women. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Because the condoms are pretty tight, you know what I'm talking about? Now, that raises a question. What if? So what if these people, hypothetically, weren't using protection, the lady wasn't on any birth control or anything like that, and they got... Is, is it possible to get pregnant in space? I mean, would there any, be any reason they wouldn't be able to get pregnant? Well, if, on Earth, the sperm has to go up, you know, into the the ducts where the eggs come out of, and then you know have to, they have to meet there. But in space, there's no gravity. So what if it's just floating around in there? Right. But then that brings me back to, like, how would the menstrual cycle work? Like, would a woman be able to even have periods? Because if a woman could have periods, I think that the sperm could find a way to the egg. Andrew, do you think women have periods in space? It only makes sense that they do. I mean, what else would happen? Would they just kind of build up over time and have like multiple periods when they got back on earth or something or mm, i don't i doubt it <laughs> I, doubt that. I mean here's the thing though i don't think that the menstrual cycle and everything that happens that's not caused by gravity it's our actual bodily function that is pushing that through that's why we could still pee when we're in space you know it's the muscles that are pushing that through and in reality you know Little sperm, like they have those little tails. They they go hard, bro. They do swim, but can you swim in space? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. If there was water, I would say yes, because when you're in a swimming pool, you're pushing on the water around you to get around, and so I would say yes if there's water. Hmm. But would you be pushing the water, or would you be pushing yourself through the water? Oh, like yeah, pushing yourself through the water. Hmm. So let's say this this hypothetical couple gets pregnant. If the baby is conceived in space, does gravity affect what the gender of the baby will be? You know, that's a good point. Maybe they won't have a gender. They won't have a vagina or a, be- a penis. They'll, they'll be an alien is what you're saying? Maybe, but I also know there is actually a condition to be born without either. Um, I can't remember exactly what that condition is called, but pretty much the um, baby is born without a vagina or a penis, and they pretty much just have a hole down there, which means that you can't actually figure out what their gender is until they grow up and everything, until they either start growing facial hair, they start getting those boobaloobaloobies, um, or you do a genetic test. That's true. You could do a genetic test. So basically, if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, a baby created in space will be intersex. Is that right? I mean, it's possible. But if we're talking about the fact that a baby can be conceived in space, I don't know if that would affect the gender whatsoever in the first place. Because it's like we were, I was saying before, where it's our bodily function or i guess in this case the woman's bodily function that is keeping that all together that's that's a fair fair to say but i i think it is proven that because they're above the atmosphere and exposed to more radiation the baby will for sure have superpowers i definitely agree with that yeah um what what superpowers would you want your baby to have andrew um you know the ability to change probabilities, honestly, is very good. Could could the baby change its own probability of being conceived 
and delete itself? In the womb, I would say yes, actually. I do believe it could. So it's like rolling a dice in Dungeons and Dragons. See what see what it gets kind of thing. That's or, the best but, comparison but he can I choose. Can think of, yeah. You think he can choose the number on the dice instead of like just rolling a dice? More like a good example is if you're really hungry, you could increase the probability of somebody bringing you a pizza randomly by like 99%. And the chance of that happening is pretty dang high. So like DoorDash, but you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. Also somebody... think about like a million dollars. Somebody's like, I don't know, 99% probability somebody puts a million dollars in my bank account right now. Boom. Done. Right. Just like somebody's like, man, I, I really like Andrew right now. I'm just going to put a million dollars in his bank account. Like, you think that's kind of how it is? Something like that. We could also probably work with, like, attraction. Be like, the chance this woman will actually like me, 99%, you know. Or 100%, too. I guess that probably works. So does that mean the baby can affect people's free will? That's a great question. Probably. <gasps> could he increase the probability that he could affect people's free will? Oh, my goodness. This is deep. Yo, this is like a paradox right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Star Wars. Star Wars happened in space. It wasn't, you know, not recently. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Wait, like how far though? Uh, at least three. And okay. uh, oh, do do you think that the the people in Star Wars know what sex is? I mean, they have to. We we did find out in Episode Nine that. Palpatine is Ray's father. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, or, or grandfather? Or is it grandfather. grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Um, but that does mean that Palpatine banged somebody in the Star Wars universe. That's true. And it probably was not Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'd beg to differ, actually. Um, they got along really well. You just have to really, you have to re rewatch those prequels. Um, I mean, the way they looked at each other was really sexy. Interesting. Yo, here's something though. You know, in Star Wars, there's like a billion different races of aliens and stuff like that. But you go into the one of those bars or something like that, and you see like some random alien and like this dude flirting. How does that even like work out? Right. Did they have like the same bodies? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, do you think that Ray could be part alien? What if Palpatine didn't even bang a human? It was an alien. Like a Wookiee? Maybe not a Wookiee, but like, you know those, those the the aliens with like the super long, like, tentacles on their head? Oh, that the Twi'leks. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell that I'm not like a super huge Star Wars fan. Actually, I take that back. I'm a mega huge Star Wars fan. That's why I know that Obi-Wan really likes Palpatine, and that's why they banged. True. But have you, okay, have you guys seen Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated series? I've seen the entire thing. Cried during it, too, actually. Yo, I really need to watch that one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I haven't seen it. There is an episode where they show a deserted clone that got with a Twi'lek and had babies. So I think at least those two are aware of what sex is. And... Their kids are like blotchy combo humanoid Twi'lek like hybrids. Now here's my question for you, Thomas. Do you find that sexy? Well, I think the more important question is, did Anakin find Padme sexy? Do they know what sex is? 
Now, I definitely think they do. And while it was said that the Jedi cannot, you know, have physical relations with their, or was it the opposite? They can't be obsessed with the person. And it's then both. it's both. So they can't be obsessed or have physical relation with another um, person, whether that be male or female or alien or alien. Um, I, I, I think they did. And I'm willing to believe that they did do it, do the sex, but th- it was just never shown. Um, well, hold on. They literally did because Padme had two babies. Well, but what did they have sex in space and that's why there were twins? Maybe. And that's why they also have the force because Padme doesn't have the force. Yeah. So the, the radiation gave them the force. So maybe that's where the force first came from. Sex? From sex in space. The radiation in space is what caused the force to become the force. What do you think about this, Andrew? That's definitely a very logical hypothesis. That's all I got to say. Also, if they were close to like a star or something like that, and like the heat and radiation from that, I'm sure it could have some kind of effect. So I think just like some of the matter that's in space, like the gravity and then also the radiation like we were talking about. And, you know, some of that stuff that comes from the stone doesn't always make it through the atmosphere. So, I mean, they could totally have something weird going on up there. I love it. Thomas, what did you think? I think what we can learn from this is that if you are going to have sex in space, make sure you're in the same spacesuit so that your kids don't get the force. Mm, I see. So like you just have like a flap door like down there so that you're wearing the suit, but like you can still do the sex. Right. It's kind of like long johns with the butt flap except on the front. I like that. Have you ever had one of those, Andrew? Long johns with the butt flap? Yeah. I've always thought they were really interesting and I have I've wanted to use one. But, like, subconsciously. I didn't know I wanted to use one. But now that I think about it, I do want to use one. But I have not used one before. Right. Okay, side tangent here, guys. As men, how long did it take you to figure out what the flap was in the front of your pajamas? Uh, I have a story about this. Um, When I was in kindergarten, that's when they first teach you that you know they're, they're, you have to go to the bathroom like completely by yourself like you're in a you're in a public school you have to go there by yourself and like nobody can help you if anything goes wrong luckily by age 5 i was doing pretty good with my bathroom habits but when i went into the public bathroom that was like one of the first times i remember encountering a urinal and since i just had to pee my thought process was okay well i'll just pull down my pants and pee so i did and then some older students walked in and started laughing, and I don't, I, I didn't know why, but now I understand it was because I was showing them my buttocks when I was at the urinal. So fun fact, I was that older kid that laughed at Thomas. That's not actually true, but I did actually walk into the bathroom a couple of times to just see a younger boy just full pants down the widest butt cheeks you would ever see just out there. And I'm like, all right, let me just mind my own business and go pee. But it was kind of an interesting experience, but 
I'd like to believe that it was Thomas that I made fun of that day. I, I think it could be because after that, that's when I figured out I shouldn't pull down my pants and I should open the penis window. I'm glad I was of a help to you. Um, have you guys ever, uh, when you were a child, did you guys ever slam the toilet lid or seat on your penis? You know, Thomas, I haven't. Um, do you need to unpack something here? Well, so it's actually, a, it wasn't my fault. I was just using the bathroom, minding my own business, but my sister was pissed off at me. So she came into the bathroom while I was using it and just bumped the lid while I was using the bathroom. And back then I was short enough that, you know, I could barely clear the toilet bowl without touching it because that's disgusting. But she just tapped the lid and it came crashing down and and pinched the head of my penis between the bowl and and the lid. And uh, I uh, I blacked out because of the pain. And ever since then, he was infertile. Um, only in one testicle, though. Oh, right. Yeah, because the tip of the penis will only affect one testicle. It's actually when you get to the middle is when it will affect the other one. That's true. But remember, pee is stored in the balls. So that's why it hurts so bad when you get kicked there because your body wants to pee really bad, but you can't. Completely true. Completely true. Um, now, when you get kicked in the balls, usually you you yelp or, or, or shriek or scream because the pain is so intense. That begs another question. What about the sounds of sex? We've talked a lot about you know, how it applies in space and things like that. But what about on Earth? You know, when you're having sex, what are, what are the sounds that you may encounter? Well, I could do a demonstration for you guys. But while this podcast is Mark explicit, I don't want to get too explicit for you guys. Because I know there are some of you out there that aren't 18 and you're listening to our podcast. Like and it's a, okay. Like a rascal. Like a rascal. I forgive you, all right? After all, you do need people like Thomas and I to educate you, especially if you live in Utah because you're not going to get the sexual education you need, as we've <laughs> talked about. Um, and also, we're here to teach Andrew as well. Um, he is a guest as a sexpert today, of course. So as of today, he is a sexpert. He knows everything that you would need to know about sex. So anything that Andrew says is and always will be true. If if that's the case, then let's turn the question to Andrew. What are the funny sounds that come from having sex? You know, that's a great question. It also does depend on the couple because you could have a lot of noise or you could have just a little bit of noise. But like a lot of clapping sounds is probably the number one thing you're going to be hearing. That, that is true. And there is another one that not a lot of people know about. <clears throat> when you guys are going at it, well, hopefully not. You, maybe you do. I don't know. It depends. Depends when, on the day. When you're having sex and if you're really close with your partner, like in a in missionary position or one of those more flat positions, your bodies are pressed together, right? What a lot of people don't know is you can get this suction between the two of you so that when, when one of you pulls back, you just... And you're really just not prepared for it. So when it happens, it's kind of unsettling. 
But then after a while, you get used to it, you know, and you just away and you just keep going. Like your stomachs or something like that? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay, but back to space. The boobs won't sag in space. Are boobs even real in space? I mean, don't they just kind of go back into the body because there's no gravity to pull them out? I think it's the opposite. I think they come out even more, you know, which oh, makes cause, them... cause the vacuum of space. Yeah, I see. So they're trying to pull the boobs to the vacuum, which is nothingness. Is that why butts in space are usually bigger? You know, Thomas, that is actually true. That is actually the reason why Luke kissed his own sister. Because Leia's booty was just massive. So does that mean that sex in space would be a lot more sexy because the foreplay and stuff? Like you see each other and your butts are massive and the boobs are large. And I feel like that would just make the experience that much more desirable. I agree with that. Actually, yeah, especially for somebody like me who's got massive cake. Um, I know Andrew can and can testify to that as well as Thomas. A hundred percent. Yeah, dump truck. Yeah, every every time that that I'm just walking in front of them, their eyes are just down. Um, they blame it on gravity, but I know they're just looking at my cake. Um, but it's okay, you know. I know that I was given with this gift for them to look at, and I don't want to hide it. And everything, but you guys need to chill a little bit. Well, it's it's, it's a little bit hard, um, I, and I'm speaking about l- not looking at your butt uh, because I mean it. Re- it truly on Earth is the gravity because you're, the mass of your butt is similar to that of the Earth, so our gaze is just pulled downward. It's just undeniable. We can't fight it. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I forgive you guys. You know. Um, but it's just good to know that my cake would be even bigger in space, which means I should become an astronaut. I think it's safe to say you should reach out to Elon Musk and be the next on the next manned flight to the moon or Mars. That is true. Elon Musk, if you are listening, I volunteer as long as you give me a Tesla in return. Now, I was watching YouTube and they do have paid flights to space you can fly to space in like a, a a shuttle and you can just pay like a couple thousand dollars and you can actually go fly to space and they take you up and then they take you back down afterwards it's like a couple hour flight but they'll just take you straight to space i think joseph could do that and use the money from his OnlyFans uh to fund that and then use the content created on that flight on his OnlyFans to get even more profit that's true my gift to you guys with going to space would to be take would to be taking a lot of pictures of my butt speaking of space butt um what happens when you are having sex and then one of you farts if in space what happens to the fart where does it go i don't think it would go anywhere that would linger a long time the, so Joseph, are you saying it stays in the butt? No, I'm saying your body would push it out, and as soon as it's out in the air, it's just stuck there. 
which means that you can avoid it very well, but it will stay there forever until you actually get an air purifier in space. I, um, I think that's what Andrew's saying, right? You're saying it's going to linger? Well, yeah, that's the thing because, well, also in space, if something starts moving, it doesn't stop. So when the fart comes out, it'll start bouncing off the walls of the room and eventually fill the room, I feel like. Then you will just be breathing pure yeah. fart. So you'd have to, to leave the room and find another area to continue your session. So, But do you think that they have air purifiers in space? Like, maybe they accounted for this, and they have air purifiers in every single chamber on the spaceship. Well, what if it was chilly night? What then? Mm. In that case, better get used to it. Now, we all know that those farts are going to happen during sex. But have you guys thought about how the mechanics of sex would work? Where would you grab? Would you be able to thrust? Would thrusting be easier? Would it be harder? Would the sensation of grabbing the boobs, the butt, the insertion, would that be better? Would that be worse? Would it be kind of mid? What do you think? I, I say let's let Andrew take this as our as our resident sexpert. So I feel like you'd have to like grab each other more or something like that because you can't rely on the force of gravity to help you with thrusting. You'd have to like find something to grab onto so you could thrust. Otherwise, you just kind of sit there and like nothing would happen. You'll you'll move your partner and then you won't be you'll you'll be soaking. That's what you'll be doing. Yeah, basically that. Right. Okay, but so hear me out. What if you got in a tight enough corridor where you would just end up bouncing off of the wall and off of each other so that you wouldn't have to do any work? I feel like you'd get a lot of bruises that way. Not if you put some mattresses on both sides. If there is a room that is completely mattresses, I feel like that would be the ideal environment then. Okay, hear me out though. Bungee cords instead. Maybe that would work. You'd have to aim really well. Because if you both have bungee cords, you'd have to like somehow connect perfectly. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to aim really well. And we all know what happens if you miss when you're thrusting really hard. Well, usually what happens is if you ejaculate in that moment, it's going to float off into the life support system of this of the space station that you're in, and you will all die. Yeah, and you don't want to, you don't want to die to a, a cum filled air. That's the truest fact I've ever heard. Okay, so I have another question, kind of a different topic, but something I've been thinking about for in a couple minutes now. If you had sex with Chewbacca, would that be bestiality or is that totally okay? Because he does have a more human-like brain. So does that make him a furry? Hmm. But that begs the question of, is having sex with a furry bestiality? I think since Chewbacca is a sentient being, um, it's probably... As long as you both consent, it's probably not bestiality. It's definitely a little uh, interesting. But I think having sex with a furry would be classified as bestiality since they don't have that near-human intelligence like a Wookiee does. That's a good fact right there, actually. That's pretty true. Isn't, isn't that actually how 
like AIDS started? Didn't some dude try to like sleep with a monkey or something? And that's how that whole thing began. I think so, actually. Um, or is that a myth? I, it could be both. I don't think that's actually confirmed, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it started, especially since, you know, man, a lot of people believe in the theory of evolution. And so to a lot of people having sex with a monkey would not be bestiality because we have evolved from them. So that really begs the question of, what bestiality really is and as somebody who doesn't believe in evolution i believe in the creation of man i do think that's bestiality um what do you think andrew yeah it definitely is more of like a personal belief at that point because there are some people who would believe that we didn't evolve from monkeys and some people that do and so if you're one of the ones that believes that we evolved from monkeys then yes that would be okay it's not bestiality at that point but yeah it's just perspective and your your own train of thought here's an interesting perspective there back in the days of the of the soviet union there was this guy dr ivanov have you guys heard of him I have not. No, no, I don't. It's a really fascinating story that is actually disgusting. This this doctor, if you can even call him that, I guess he's just a biologist. I don't know if he's actually a doctor, but he was a specialist in the field of artificial insemination. Uh, Joseph, real quick, can you describe what that is for our listeners out there? I don't freaking know. Yeah, so the definition of that is actually, it's a procedure for treating infer- infertility. Um, sperm that is that have been washed and concentrated are placed directly into the uterus around the time your ovary releases one or more eggs to be fertilized. So that's what they do to that. For us guys, really all it is is just jacking off into a cup. But there is actually a lot more of a process to it. Um, and I definitely knew what this was before he asked me. And uh, if anyone is wanting to have a baby with a sperm donor, uh, Joseph is a prime candidate. He's got the, the best bod, the best brain. And as we've heard, he does have the best cake. So he's available. I am available. Um, I do charge pretty high, though, because I do have really good genes. Keep in mind that I will only agree to do this with the most elite candidates. Um, But please email me. Um, You can email us at our podcast email. But in reality, Thomas can get into that email as well. Um, If you really want to know, you you know where to reach me. But back to to, uh, Dr. Ivanov's um, interesting perspective. He took... Um, human sperm and tried to artificially inseminate some female chimpanzees to create human chimp hybrids. Isn't that interesting? That's disgusting. Yes. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, he, he did not have any other sperm donors. So, so it was just him. What would be the advantage of having that chimp-human hybrid? 
I think it's kind of, it'd be similar to having a kid that, that was conceived in space and has the force. I think a chimp-human hybrid would have some superpowers that, that we just don't have access to because it would unlock some some um, dormant genes. Um, but beyond that, I'm not too sure. I'm not really interested in combining my DNA with a chimpanzee. Just with your wife. That's a fact. Well, guys... I think we've learned a couple things today. That one, the force was created by people having sex in space. Two, that Palpatine banged Obi-Wan. And three, I have massive cake. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or... Uh, want to hook up with Joseph as a donor uh, for your future child, please email us at thesexpertspod at gmail.com and we will answer those questions, comments, or concerns in the next episode. If you loved Andrew, let us know. If you hated Andrew, let us know and we will not tell Andrew because that would hurt his feelings, but you can still let me and Thomas know. Thanks for sparing me. It was great to be here with you guys today and I hope to be here on future episodes. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode.